Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello world, welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. It is another edition of our special SJ on the Street. We had a really busy day today. In the morning, Bobby Ann Cox was joined by over 400 New Yorkers as we rage against the illegal, unconstitutional quarantine orders uh, put in place by Governor Kathy Hochul during lockdown and emergency powers. We covered that yesterday on the Shannon Joy Show. Today, we are continuing the on the street coverage because amazingly, the Children's Health Defense Vax Unvax bus is here in Rochester, New York. I don't know why all these crazy things tend to happen in Rochester, New York, but we are um, at the belly of the beast in terms of overreach, in terms of COVID-19 atrocities, lockdowns, mask mandates, vax mandates. We're gonna talk to a couple Rochesterians and New Yorkers today. Some of them are gonna be on the bus with Paul Tommy as she documents uh, the stories of vaccine injury and death, the atrocious stories of lockdowns, people who lost their jobs because of their vaccine status. We're going to talk to Polly Tommy today on the Shannon Joy Show on the special edition of SJ on the Street. We're also going to talk to some of the people on the bus. Um, we're not going to forget the, the atrocities that were committed in 2020, 21, and 22. And that's part of the mission of Polly Tommy and the folks over at Children's Health Defense. We know that the political parties, both left and right, would like to ignore and gaslight us in this election season. We know that the politicians on the right and the left don't want to talk about these things. But we also know that a genocide happened here in this country, and it was at its worst in New York, in New York State. And so we're going to document that. We aren't going to forget that. And we're going to cover that today on the Shannon Joy Show on this extra special edition 
of SJ on the street. So stay tuned. Big shout out and thank you to our sponsors. We could not do this reporting if it weren't for our good friends over at the wellness company. Please go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com. That's getwellwithshannonjoy.com. Whether it's your spike support, it's your vitamin D, whether it's your emergency healthcare medical kit, uh, they have everything to get you well and they are providing much needed uh, service to people who just don't trust their medical doctors anymore or the healthcare system. So huge thank you to the wellness company. Again, we couldn't do this reporting if it weren't for them. And it's going to be some great reporting today, guys. You're going to see some great stories. And we're just so thankful for this opportunity uh, to meet up with the folks over at Children's Health Defense, to talk to Polly Tommy about their um, their mission to cross the country and get the stories of people who were injured doing, during COVID-19 lockdowns. But uh, we couldn't do it, like I said, without our sponsors, the wellness company. Go to GetWellWithShannonJoy.com. That's GetWellWithShannonJoy.com. Keep it tuned right here. We'll be right back with our interviews. Welcome back, everyone, to this special edition of the Shannon Joy Show. This is SJ on the street, and we are on the street today. We're joined by Dave Callis. We are at the Children's Health Defense Vaxxed, Unvaxxed bus. Polly Tommy is on the bus right now. She is taking the stories of vaccine injury and death. It's absolutely tragic. And as we move into 2024 political season, we're on a mission to make sure that no one forgets what was done, no one forgets the genocide and the atrocities that were committed, not only regarding the the vaccines and the rollout of the vaccines, but also the lockdowns and the forced masking and the assault on parents at school board meetings. We're here with David Callis. He is a good friend of the Shannon Joy Show. And uh, he was assaulted at a school board meeting right here in Rochester, New York, at the Webster School District. Uh, like me, I was arrested at a school board meeting. You recently saw the, the video of that arrest on the Shannon Joy Show. This is as parents and, and citizens and activists were raging against illegal, unconstitutional lockdowns and mandates and just the madness. So Dave Callis, welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. This is the I'm first honored. Time. I'm yeah. honored to be here. Yeah, first timer. Well, I know, I know. Yeah. Tell us about um, your experience with the lockdowns and what compelled you to go to a school, your school board meeting sure. and speak out and what happened to yeah. you. So I had never uh, felt the need to go to a school board meeting. I was of the opinion that uh, public schools uh, were there to educate. Kids got a great education. They went to college, good career, and, you know, and life goes on. And uh, the COVID happened, and uh, the schools started to uh, mandate lockdowns and masks and vaccines. And, and I thought that wasn't uh, the, the right approach. Uh, and I believe that it was done without parents' involvement and choice. So I started to get involved, went to school board meetings, and uh, advocate strongly against the, the mask mandates. Mm. Uh, and there was one particular meeting where. Uh, well, and you were pretty effective. You were bringing. Uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of parents to school board meetings on a regular basis. We, we had a good group of, of, of parents in Webster that were of the same opinion. That you know, we wanted to be involved in the decision. Uh, we weren't there to advocate against masks to ban them, uh, but we didn't feel that the mandates were necessary either. So we were really there to advocate for uh, masking choice, the parent choice yeah. aspect of it, and, and freedom too. I mean, that's really what it, what it boils down to. So there was one meeting where uh, I walked in and I did not wear a mask. I violated all the rules about masking and uh, um, security staff uh, told me that I needed to wear a mask and I objected. And they, they physically and forcibly removed me from uh, from the board meeting, which eventually went viral. Uh, well, and the, the video did go viral 
and uh, we'll get that video and we'll play it. It is absolutely astounding. Uh, he was assaulted at a school board meeting. Yeah. Where did that end up? Did you ever end up? So, yeah, it, it, uh, criminally, he was only arrested on uh, second degree harassment, which is essentially a violation. It's like a parking yeah. violation. Yeah. So we went to court. Uh, the judge exonerated him. He was acquitted, okay. uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, which, you know, backseat, you know, driver kind of opinion. I, I don't think the judge really was looking at the whole case. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just wanted to be done with it and, and yeah. get it over with. So uh, we do have a notice of claim uh, to file the, uh, the suit against the district at some point if, okay. I, if I feel the need to. Um, but obviously we're keeping an eye on, on your case and, yeah. uh, and my lawyer's case as well in the Toronto School District. Well, Dave Callis was one of the dozens of parents across the country. It seems in the fall, spring, fall of, of or summer fall of 2021, there were dozens of parents across the country who were arrested or assaulted or harassed at school board meetings. Right. And that coincided with the uh, Department of Justice's recommendation or, or guidance that uh, parents should be considered potentially domestic. Domestic <laughs> violence extremists, D right. DVEs, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. And so do you think that emboldens school boards? I mean, this is really basically parents who are advocating to get the schools open and get the masks off the kids' faces. Yeah. And do you yeah. think that this was uh, purposely rolled out across the country to suppress speech? It, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there, there's. it's going to be hard to prove that uh, with facts and, and evidence. Minutes, but I mean, it, it wasn't an isolated case, and you can see that you, you can see it uh, locally, regionally, nationally. So yeah. I mean, I absolutely believe that it was part of an agenda. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of unknowns still. Now this happened a while ago. Um, are you're still here? You're still advocating. Still you showed here. up. You showed up at the courthouse to support Bobby and Cox absolutely. against the quarantine, the illegal, unconstitutional quarantine yeah. uh, mandates, which we or orders, which we yeah. uh, covered yesterday on the show. But now you're here at the the Children's Health Defense Vax on Vax Plus. Why are you yeah. here today? So I, I was more of a uh, medical freedom advocate than I was a political freedom advocate, and it wasn't until the two clashed uh, during COVID. Uh, so I've I've known about uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s work and uh, Del Bigtree's work back oh, yes. uh, yep. the movie since uh, since it came out in 2014 or 15, I think yep. it was. So yep. uh, I've been on their newsletters. Uh, I'm a huge fan. This is like a NASCAR, you know, <laughs> event for me, like it seeing is, the boss, seeing the people. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is huge for me because uh, without medical freedom, we don't have freedom. And, and that's the one thing that I've uh, fought for uh, for my children from, uh, from day one. Uh, they went to college without having to be masked, or I'm sorry, without having to be vaccinated. Awesome. Um, my awesome. youngest is a junior in, in high school, and uh, he's avoided um, all of the, the vaccines so far at this Wonderful. point. So uh, I'll continue to fight for them until they can do it themselves. Even in New York State, people tend to count us out. Everyone, everyone in red state America across the country and conservative media makes fun of New yeah. York State. <laughs> Why don't you get it's out e of it? It's easy to Why, do it, isn't right? It? <laughs> right. What keeps you in New York State? Why? Do, because you know, listen, uh, it's the belly of the beast for sure. But yeah. why? Why do you stay? My family's here. Uh, my family's here. I grew up here. My, my grandparents immigrated from uh, Europe, uh, and, and they they chose Rochester as their home. Uh, and I would hate to leave that uh, because of some mandate, some uh, politician, some 
um, you know, change right. and, and the way that the way that we live, our freedoms being taken away. So I decided to stay and fight. Uh, maybe that's a little naive and a little bit. Stay and fight. <laughs> stay and All fight. right, damn it. Yeah, out of I, our out of our cold dead hands, the progressives and, 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 are gonna and take your when I decide to, not exactly. when they force me out. Exactly. So, yeah. David Callis, thank you so much thank for you. being with us. You are the best. And guys, we have a lot more great interviews coming up. Stay tuned. We're gonna be on the bus with Polly Tommy in just a little while. She's gonna try to interview me, but I'm gonna try to interview her too. So I don't even know how that's gonna go. But she's amazing. Um, we are having a steady flow of people in and out. Uh, she is in the bus, on the bus, conducting these very, very important interviews right now. And as a mom of a vaccine-injured kid, uh, I am really looking forward to signing that bus and um, signing my name in history because this is indeed the fight of our lifetime. I believe that medical freedom and particularly vaccines are going to be the single most important and defining issue of the 21st century. This is where it all rests. If they have the right to force inject us against our will and force inject us and harm us against our will and our children, then what 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 rights do we really have? That's what's at stake here, and that's what the folks over at Children's Health Defense really understand. It's what Polly Tommy understands, and uh, we're really thrilled to bring this to you. Back in a moment on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Very special SJ on the street. We have... The Children's Health Defense bus, the Vax Unbus, here in Rochester, New York. Polly Tommy is on the bus. She has a packed, booked schedule, and she is talking to individuals and parents of individuals who are vaccine injured, who have suffered under the COVID-19 lockdowns, vaccine mandates. And today we have Meg, who is joining us. She was just on the bus with Polly Tommy. Uh, she is from Rochester, New York. She shared her story. And Meg, how was it to be on that bus? I mean, we've seen the Vax series. We've been watching Polly Tommy, who is such a an inspiration, and she's such a war for truth and for freedom and for these kids, people who are injured by vaccines. What was that like for you? It was an honor to be on the bus. I actually um, inquired about how I might be part of that. Oh, wonderful. Um, as a nurse, I have been looking into the medical industrial complex um, for almost 20 years now since wow. my daughter was vaccine injured. And I'm just acutely aware of the evil mm. and want to do everything that I can to spread the word and prevent it from happening to others. What is your story? So you've been on this beat, this vaccine awareness um, and injury beat for almost two decades. Yes. Um, what happened to your daughter? What was your story? Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend. And they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy 
and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code SHANNON. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code SHANNON, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. As an infant, my daughter had a a severe neurological reaction, um, which I believe was to the deep TP where she had high-pitched screaming that went on for hours. At that point, unfortunately, and I feel to this day... um, very guilty about the fact that I continued to vaccinate her, but I was convinced by the pediatrician that that was the right thing to do. And again, I was part of the medical establishment at that point. Um, But as time went on, uh, particularly when she was 11 and had the HPV, very shortly after that, she developed type 1 diabetes. So since the age of 11, she's now 29. She's been dealing with basically a life-threatening illness. that is completely life-changing. She can't put anything in her mouth without figuring out how much insulin she needs to give. So I've been on a crusade. Um, I've been to the Truth About Cancer conferences. I've looked for cures for her. She's a very innovative kid, and fortunately she's worked with some very innovative practitioners, and she's built herself an external pancreas. Oh, my word. So that her insulin pump can communicate with her glucose sensor. And I don't think there's anybody that does a better job with diabetes than she does. Oh, my word. I'm just wanting everyone to know, and I want to spread the word, and I, I want to prevent this from happening to other children. And when this COVID thing came along, I immediately smelled a rat. Yeah. And every single thing about this is about depopulation. It's about making us sicker. It's about making more money for the pharmaceutical industry. Doesn't it feel like that? I noticed in Rochester, New York, there is a a mall, marketplace mall, that used to be where you'd go shopping and you'd buy clothes or shoes or toys or holiday shopping. And one by one, the stores have left the mall and now they're they're transitioning the mall into this massive healthcare facility. It makes you wonder about the business of making people sick. And, you know, when you look at an industry that generates hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, unnecessarily, um, you know, making people sick so that you can heal them, it, 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 it presents a very serious conflict of interest, does it not? Yes, it does. And when people say they have side effects of medications, those are not side effects. Those are effects. And every one of them needs another medication. And you go down the slippery slope. I've worked in hospice nursing most recently, and you work with the elderly, and they're just on 10, 15 medications a day that are all causing more side effects that are causing more problems, and that's how they want us. They want us sick. Meg, I'm so thankful for one of our sponsors, The Wellness Company. Dr. Peter McCullough is the chief scientific officer over there, and they have a program called Freedom from Pharma, which I just think is so amazing, but it struck me that so many people are 
multiple pharmaceutical medications that are interacting with each other and creating side effects that they then need to treat with other pharmaceutical products. And it just seems like an endless cycle. And, you know, people haven't woken up to it yet. But do you think we're on the cusp of something? Do you think that more people are open. You've been doing this for 20 years, and and I imagine in those early years it was impossible to get anyone to talk about this. Do you feel like we're close to some kind of tipping point of awareness in the country? I think that COVID has helped with that because so many people have been so injured. Tragically. Or, or have been killed either with remdesivir or respirators or um, by not being treated. For other conditions, with the hospitals closing and that kind of thing, closing units. So, yes, I do. And it's interesting, I just had my 50th high school reunion, and a couple of friends that really bought into the COVID in the beginning had really come around. Yeah. And I was just so thrilled by that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think COVID has helped. Yeah. Amazing that we're having this type of response with 400 people this morning in in Rochester, New York, to rage against the quarantine camps and support Bobby and Cox. And now a a steady stream of New Yorkers who get it, it seems. Uh, The Children's Health Defense bus is going across the country. They are telling the stories of tragic vaccine injury and death. And and tragically, since COVID-19, um, there have only been more. Thank you so much, Meg, for your long battle and your story. And have you signed the bus yet? I have. Okay, congratulations. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, guys. We'll be back in a moment on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. We are in Rochester, New York. It is a special edition of SJ on the Street. Today on the Shannon Joy Show, we're getting out of the studio and on the ground with the people. And it's just so inspiring to be here. Uh, People continue to filter in. There's been a steady stream of people all day long. Polly Tommy is on the bus and just doing an amazing job. This issue of vaccine injury and death has been one that some of the activists here have been engaged in for decades, right? And it's been suppressed by the mainstream news media, by both political parties, by the institutions and the bureaucracies. And it's it's one thing after another. The question here today is how close are we to a tipping point? And uh, I'm going to be bringing you some absolutely harrowing stories of vaccine injury and even most recently um, injury in the hospital systems during COVID-19 that were locked down. Family members could not protect their loved ones and people really, really suffered. And so these stories I'm going to bring to you today on the Shannon Joy Show. Keep it tuned right here. Welcome back, everyone, to this very special SJ on the street. We are out of the studio and on the street, and we are welcoming the folks at Children's Health Defense, Polly Tommy, and the Vax Unvax bus is here in Rochester, New York, and Polly Tommy is gathering these very important stories. And uh, I'm outside the bus talking to the people who were talking to Polly. Today, we're talking to Greg Davis, who was just on the bus, just signed the bus, and uh, shared your story of vaccine injury. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, we have, uh, uh, obviously we're a very traditional family and I always always thought, I always thought doctors were trustworthy. Um, and so our oldest son, they put him on that incredibly uh, rigorous, I guess we could say, uh, vaccine schedule. Mm. And uh, my wife was questioning it quite a bit, but I, I kind of pushed back. I was like, ah, you know, they, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. I got my shots, look oh, at me. No. 
But anyway, our, um, Earl, he had, um, uh, our son had, uh, we're not sure which one it was. It's been almost 17 years mm. since, since it happened, but he had one shot, uh, one round of vaccines. Of course, they wanted to do what, like four or eight at a time? Yeah. Something yep. ridiculous like yep. that. But um, he, I, I noticed a tremendous change in his, uh, in his personality. He literally became a different person. Where he was a very, uh, very happy, jovial child, and then became very, extremely high maintenance, whiny, defiant, yeah, and yeah. just overall difficult. And oh wow! It was a, a, a re really sad to see that. And of course, you know, I think the hardest part is that Dad is God made him one way mm. and then through my uh bad decision Aww. he's no longer that way and uh, that's always something i gotta kind of live with but i did what i thought was best i mean right. i can't well what do you say to parents when their pediatrician <laughs> and the cdc and the yeah. fda and the mainstream news media and the yeah. right-wing news media and you know every institution, every expert, everyone is saying safe and effective, safe and effective, safe yep. and effective. I don't know how anyone can make. I mean, that's the definition of informed consent. Is it had you known there were side effects or potential side effects? Well, it got worse. Yeah. He ended up having a massive seizure. Mm. So we, you know, as a parent, right? Was that after the first, that after, the, the big right round? Right after that, that the big round. round. Yeah. So and how old was he when he took that round? Approximately two between two. Two and two and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we ended up, take, uh, uh, you know, obviously going to the hospital. You ended up getting an EKG. All kinds of tests were being run. You might have a brain tumor. We mm. were told, right? Hey, that's what a parent wants to hear. Never mm. once, never once, did they ask if you if about his vaccine uh, status. Wow. They never they do. do. Oh no. They, they never do. Know. I had and, two kids with seizure disorders. Mm. I'll be on the bus in a little bit talking to Polly Tommy about our story. Yeah. And I asked both times, how did this happen? Why did this happen? How did this happen? Oh, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, sudden infant death syndrome. It's sudden adult death now syndrome, you the, yeah. right? For now because of COVID-19. So um, it's, it's, it's malpractice. Mm -hmm. It's so wrong. How is your son today? Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today.
he's he, he has a lot of challenges. He's yeah. he's brilliant. He, and I don't say that like every parent thinks they think it, yeah, it's all right. He's yeah. he's genuinely uh, on the. It, you could say he has Asperger's. Okay. I guess, but uh, we don't. We force him. You don't to do just, the, the labels or the names. He just is who he is. is What's who he his is. name? His name's Aiden. Aiden. And, he's uh, just he's, Aiden. He's a phenomenal drummer, yeah. and he's oh. looking for gigs. So if anybody All needs right. a drummer, okay, trust okay. me. If it's jazz, he can do it. A prog metal, he can do it. So oh, I'm sorry, Aiden. It. I'm telling you. Parents just love their kids so much, right? Like you really do. And the idea that we have to surrender them to governments, to surrender them to jabs yeah. against our will without informed consent. That's why we're here today to get these stories. And uh, again, huge thanks. To Greg Can I just say one thing? Sure, yeah. Had we known that there were actual side effects, that they were really possible, we would. This probably I wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Because they, what kid, what parent they, is really worried about chicken and, pox? And you know exactly. And the funny thing is, our pediatrician fired us mm. because my wife was was uh, like resisting all the shots with our other kids. Yeah. And then finally she said, look, you either have to get your kids caught up on vaccines Ugh. or you can find a new uh, pediatrician. All three of our children, other than an accident where one gashed his eye wide open, mm -hmm. they've never seen a doctor since. Yeah. And yeah. oh, guess what? They're healthier now. Mm -hmm. My kids are outside as well, including me. Yeah. Um, it really is. It's it's. It's malpractice, mm -hmm. and it's also lucrative for for pediatricians. Oh yeah! And this is the other dirty little secret: they get payouts from insurance companies to the tune. I've seen certain uh, insurance payouts for certain practices as much as five hundred thousand dollars per year for a fully vaccinated practice. So if they hit a, a threshold of ninety-five or ninety-some percent, that's why they're so pushy. That's why they push so hard because they want to hit those percentage points. Every percentage of of, of uh, vaccinated practice that they get to, they get more blame, right? Yeah, and think about it. What wouldn't you think? I, I'm all in favor of like you know, free market. I mean, but wouldn't you think maybe if you had the most healthy? You would get maybe a kickback or something. I would be oh, totally no, no, fine no. with that. Not in the right? medical industrial complex. Right. The medical Isn't industrial complex is very, very keen on keeping you sick and making you yep. sicker so that they can uh, sell you more cures. And yep. that's that's the dirty little secret. All right, Greg Davis, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shannon. Okay, all right. Take care. We'll be back in a moment on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Shannon Joy Show. This is a special edition, SJ on the street. And this is a really powerful- Ooh, SJ like- SJ, Shannon not Joy. So, Shannon not Joy social street. justice. No, But me. she's the justice girl. That's Can me, like yeah. The justice yeah. girl. I'm here with Aisha Kreutz. Uh, she is an organizer and activator here in Rochester, New York. She's everywhere. Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. She's a, a national advocate, a dear friend of the Shannon Joy Show and of me. We've known each other for almost a decade. And Aisha was just on the bus. We're here today in Rochester, New York. The Children's Health Defense Vax Unvax bus is here. Polly Tommy is inside and she is interviewing people getting their stories about vaccine injury and death, but also the persecution of the vaccinated people who went into the hospital in the dark days of COVID-19 
and were treated differently and, mm. and persecuted because of their vaccine status. And some of them didn't make it out. We know about the horror stories. Aisha's story is unbelievable, guys. And I just want to give you an opportunity. I love you so much, number one. Um, getting her out of that hospital was, I mean, I mean, I can't, mm. thinking back, it's, 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 an, it's an insane, insane. story. Yeah. Um, but I want Aisha to be able to tell this to you guys. Um, and I'm really glad to be able to get her on the record and share her story because um, the killing hospitals are still with us. We had Sasha Latapova on the show last week in Rochester, New York, Highland Hospital. Her loved one, a very close family member, almost died in the hospital. They had to fight to get her out. That was two weeks ago, guys, two weeks ago. And it was the COVID kill protocol. Isolation, dehydration, starvation, remdesivir, plus the ventilator, then death. And that's the path that her loved one was on. And uh, if it weren't for Sasha's advocacy and uh, the family's advocacy, she would have perished. Uh, Aisha had a similar story. Aisha, tell us about what you told Polly. Uh, well, try and be quick again. Yeah. Um, Do you have to be quick? You can just tell your so, story. So, so yeah, I, I, well, I got COVID. I uh, had it for a few days. Uh, we had been doing quite a bit of uh, advocating and... It was the Delta wave. It was the Delta wave yep, of 2021. Yep, 2020, time. fall of 2021. Yeah, so right around this time. And, um, you know, a lot of activists, Shannon, yep. uh, going out in front of the, you know, standing with doctors and nurses and all of them. Yep. So we all knew about the ivermectin, but none of us really had it on hand. Right, right. Um, unfortunately. And so I got COVID a few days, you know, into it, I realized it was getting really bad. And um, in that... Wound up in the hospital. I'll yeah. just write. Yeah. Long so, story short, long story the breathing, short, the breathing was an issue. It ended up at Highland Hospital. Wound up at Highland Hospital, yeah. and you know, got in there. I had talked to my husband. We had talked how I didn't want. You know, we weren't going to do the shot. We weren't going to actually. Just let me tell you this one part, right? Yeah. So at one point, I before Highland Hospital, I was at the hospital in Medina, and. I was on the phone with you. I don't know if you yeah, remember this. I remember. Um, I remember. And I had gone in because I couldn't breathe and stuff. And I was like, okay, I saw people, like, they were giving them something, uh, steroids, whatever, right, so right. that you could breathe. But when I went in and I wouldn't take the remdesivir, I wouldn't take, they asked me if I wanted the COVID shot. I wouldn't take the COVID shot. So then they were like, okay, well, bye. See you later. And I'm like, so I'm not going to get anything. And then I happened, Shannon mm. happened to call me and she was like, hey, I think I got someone that's going to see you, you know, as a doctor at noon because because yeah. yeah. I was trying to get into doctors but they were all like a week away and stuff yeah, so yeah. then she goes you tell that doctor you tell that doctor that you have another doctor's appointment at noon which was like maybe 20 minutes from then yeah. and so I did and the doctor literally after he had told me he left the room came back not even 30 seconds later and said oh hey I'm writing you a script for this see how they do I that I was like what mm. I was like just because now you know what I mean but if it wasn't for that I don't think they would have given me anything but wow. anyway it didn't really help I did wind up in the hospital straight you know within the next 24 hours and then I wound up on the ventilator uh, even though, you know, my husband, it was very hard for him to, to uh, say it. Vented, yeah. Uh, because we, you had agreed that I wouldn't go on the ventilator, that it was a death sentence, uh, or him. You know, we, we did talk about that, but he yeah. did do it. And at the same time, um, 
again, there was a whole host of people, uh, Cherie Stuhler and Nancy Orticelli and Sh you know Shannon and all these people, and they did a prayer vigil and um, out in front of the hospital. And at that prayer vigil, you know, with prayer comes action, and that's what it taught me, right? Like we, we, people say about how prayer is no big deal. I am just praying oh, for gosh, people, it's and it's because if you don't pray, it depends on how you pray. If you're praying, and you're gonna have it. So they went into action, and within, so the prayer vigil was at like five. Yeah. By eight o'clock, nine o'clock that night, uh, the lawyer was calling the hospital, and by we it passed was the hat, weekend, we passed the hat and raised literally raised five thousand yeah. dollars in like two in like two hours. In like two hours, we we uh, we hired Ralph Larigo out. Buffalo yep. um, to come and represent, and he—I mean, yeah—the Rico group. Beth yep. Carlotto was yep. my doctor. Yep. Yep. I mean, was my um, uh, lawyer. Yep. And they—I mean, they, they were amazing. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people across the U.S. at yes. the time that were locked into hospitals. They were prisoners on ventilators in hospitals with re refusals with re to, to, to give me ivermectin. Right. And so, yeah, and, and they did, and, and so they got me. So within two days. Um, of getting the ivermectin, my, all my vitals were up. They had only and you were on for eleven days, right, on the ventilator? Yeah, eleven yep, days. Right, almost. Well, yeah, I think a little bit longer total. Yeah. yeah. But before, you know, I started uh, to to get it, but it was the the crazy part, right? Was that they started giving it to me. My vitals started getting. Um, better straight away and basically starting to come out to, to be awake and then Highland Hospital went back because they only approved for two days for the ivermectin and then they said it was killing me and that they were like oh it needs to stop although it was already proven with five vitals that I was so getting better. So we had to sue to get her the ivermectin. They administer the ivermectin through her feeding tube. The ivermectin was saving her. They, then they said they wanted to take the ivermectin away. So it was killing go, me. We had to go back to get another court order to deliver the rest of the ivermectin, which Correct. ended up saving her. And that is a crazy Four days. Four days. I was off. Four days. Yeah. I was off of the ventilator and, you know, getting better. But, you know, and, and I didn't say this before just because, you know, again, time wise. But I have to tell you, like, even coming off of this is the part, you know, so the prayer part, so important. Yes. Like, I, I can't tell you guys enough. Ivermectin, the fact that that when I was getting better, right, I didn't know, I you know, because you're on all these drugs, right? right? You're vented, you're purposeful, fentanyl, all this stuff. My mind was going crazy. Yeah. I thought that I was being used as a human experiment. I thought it was a human battery. Oh, my word. I, and, and none of your loved ones are there. And at one point, I, did, I was isolated at once. So there's two main points that came about. One is I thought they were trying to kill me, mm. right? And so I told them, I said, just kill me. I don't want to live this way because none of, there was no family. There's no anything. And I didn't know what was going on. And then the lady was like, oh, if we do that, it's going to cause like a crap storm. And I was like, what? Because I had no idea all the stuff that was going on outside. We, were, we were watching. Right? All right. We like, were like hawks right. circling around that hospital room. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I'm isolated. My, you know, they had yeah. called my mom and my you know my family and to say goodbye to me before the ivermectin you know yeah. because they said that i was dead that there was no yeah. way for me to get better than i got the ivermectin but the fact that i would have a died alone in that room mm. right like it and i think about all of those people that did and all because they didn't have people to to um advocate for them like that i was so blessed enough that there are people that you know and that's a hospital's job right that's what those doctors are supposed to do is advocate for them and 
I just happen to be the lucky one or the blessed one, however, that so that there are all these people that advocated for me so that I could, you know, my husband is just amazing through all of this. And, and then afterwards, right? So like I said, I'm coming out of this. And then the other part, like, so I'd given up. I was like, can you guys kill me? And again, I'm on the vent, so I'm like going, uh, you know, like it was really, but then there came a point too. I still hadn't had, I was tied down because I kept trying to pull the vent out and stuff. So I had tied down. Yeah, I was tied down. Yeah, I, tied down. Oh. I had like these mitt things on and I was no human contact at all. And I was so like just hopeless. And I, like I said, I was like, can you guys kill me? And I finally was able to communicate. It took like four nurses and there's, there's a male nurse. And he finally figured out what I was trying to say was I wanted him to take off the mitts and take off his gloves. And as soon as he touched me, it was all I really needed. I was like, okay, I can do this. I just needed that little bit to really make me feel like I was alive. And that, but if it wasn't for, cause I was, I literally was dying. I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this even real? What is happening in my life right now? And then, um, and then after that, they were able to get my husband on the phone and I was able to talk to him. And then that's when he first told me, he said, well, there's all these people out here fighting for you. And I was like, although, you know, he said, we got you ivermectin. And I said, you're not going to give me ivermectin. He was like, they sued. We've been giving I, you ivermectin. I was like, what? <laughs> so that, I'm serious. That was, you know, I, it's, to hear yeah. this story back is just, I mean, I, the, what we... What you went through, what what families went through, and the fact Brutal. that so many died. The, died. Those people died. People should not be dead. People should not they be should dead. Not be dead. It, is, it is absolutely atrocious. Right, you have the right to try if you're already going to die. What would keep them from even doing something evil. like evil money? Evil. Money, evil. That's it. So, Aisha Kreitz, I love you so much. I love you too. Um, thank you for coming and telling your story. And, you know, um, wow. Wow. I mean, a true eyewitness testimony to the wickedness brutal. and the evil inside the hospitals. And, and he heard it, right. And like I said, like, we all heard it. We, we heard, heard it from other people. Yeah. But then when I was going through it, it was like, well, it really, really is really, really real. Because I just, Ugh. you know, the whole thing, right? That they're isolating you. That they're not, right. You wouldn't really think that because normal medical protocol tells us, mm. right? Human touch is important. Seeing your family is important. Fluids. Fluid. Food. Oh, my. Oh, they dehydrate you. They do. Well, they dehydrate yeah. yeah, they dehydrate you. Um, I was like, can I just have a little bit of water? They won't get a water. They won't give her water. No, they won't. Okay. So when this is what we're fighting against. This when I finally had ice touch my lips, it was better than sex. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I was like, oh my gosh, because I thought I was gonna we're die. So, we're so glad you're alive. We're so you need, and and you know what? Um, we're blessed to have you, and it was divine. I do was blessed, divine. Yeah. guys, thank you so much. We're gonna be back in a moment, right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show and this very special uh, SJ on the street. We are in Rochester, New York. The Children's Health Defense Vax Unvax Bus is here in Rochester. Polly Tommy is conducting interviews as we speak live right now on the bus. It's an amazing mission. And uh, we have uh, another vaccine-injured um, young woman. Uh, your name? Oh, my name is Wait. Helene Shook, and I was injured by Pfizer about two years ago. So Helene Shook was injured by the Pfizer vaccine two years ago. Helene, um, can you tell everyone your story? Yes. Um, so I, I have a background um, in healthcare. I was a cardiology technician. I worked as an EMT. I went to paramedic and nursing school um, before all this. Um, I actually had just graduated with an integrative health professions degree, magna cum laude, and then I went to get the vaccine. 
five minutes after I took that vaccine, I went down on the floor. I went into convulsions. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. Everything felt tingly. And and then I was out. I, I, or it was, I don't remember a lot. I have a lot of memory loss. A lot of it's from um, other people telling me. Um, but I, I kept going into convulsions uh, for about three months. I could barely walk. I couldn't open doors. I couldn't, I, I could barely lift, you know, a glass to drink. I could barely speak. Um, you know, I've come a long way from then, uh, but it took me months. It took me months um, even to get a doctor to send me to a cardiologist. I right away told them my chest hurts. I can't breathe. I think it was four or five months. I don't, you know, before I got into a cardiologist and that's when they found the heart arrhythmia. Um, SVT. Um, and so my heart rate will shoot up to 160, 70, 80 before I pass out. Sometimes my heart rate's in the 40s so. Um, and uh, my, my blood pressure um, has gone crazy. Um, also, right in the beginning, my period almost stopped. My hair started to fall out. Oh my God. My, uh, God, it goes on and on. I have tinnitus. I still can't smile right. See the crooked smile? I can't get this side. Oh so it's a crooked God. smile. I can't look left most times. I can look up. I can look right. I can look down. But when I look left, it won't oh go. So it, it is it, that whole side of that face. It almost put me into a palsy. So I've done oh. a lot to, you know, heal. Now that I'm walking and talking, I want to bring oh. some awareness to it because that is. Yes, you can see that. So why did you get this? So you got the vaccine um, two years ago. One Pfizer shot. One. Did you feel any pressure? Did you? Feel it was all the pressure. Okay. Because I mean, I saw, I saw, I saw Pfizer's past lawsuits. I saw that there was no studies on this. I know it takes us years to figure out what's going on with vaccines. Yes. And so, it was my family though. It was, it was, it was. So fami familial pressure. It was. Which so many of us can relate to that, right, guys? The familial pressure, um, grandkids who can't see grandma and grandpa. I couldn't see my grandma, and that, and that killed me, you know? Yeah. You know you're, it's my grandma. It's, you know, it's grandma. She, you know, she means so much to me. I mean, that yeah. family, and I I did. I chose family over my own body, and I and I paid for it. And who helped you through? So you, you um, experienced clearly a very clear vaccine injury. Um, did, were you gaslit for a time after the vaccine? I mean, yeah. because you, you're saying the onset was within minutes. It was minutes, yeah. But minutes. I didn't even get through like the 15-minute period that they make you wait to see if you have an allergic reaction. And so it was, it was really mixed. I think the doctors were confused because I don't think they're educated in the vaccine injury. They're, they're, we're educated, especially when I got my, my training. You're educated in the schedule. Yeah. You know the schedule. And you know that you know some people have a fever, and you know, of course, the the little the little symptoms. They don't tell you about the other stuff. Mm. I didn't even know there was a vaccine court when I was wow. at, when I was going to nursing school. They don't tell you these things. Wow. So you were and in the so, you were in the medical community, the healthcare community, yeah. and like everyone else in America. And they turned um, their backs on us. Yeah. I, you know, I you know yeah. I was there for my patients, and then all of a sudden I became the patient. They weren't there for me. Were you hospitalized? I wasn't officially hospitalized. No, they kept kicking me out. They kept saying, "This is going to go away. Give oh, it 48 hours. Give it a week." Give it six weeks, give it six months, and nothing did. I went to neurologist after neurologist, and they, and they, and they weren't always like, oh yeah, we've, we, we've seen this happen. It's wicked oh. gaslighting. It's with people who are injured, people my, who are suffering. My primary doctor wouldn't even, she was the one that wouldn't send me to a cardiologist. Oh. She said I need to work on my anxiety. I'm like, she, I, I, I lit, I'm tremoring in front of her. Oh my word. And, and she, she couldn't, and, and I had to leave, I had to leave Kaiser, I had to leave all of them, and I had to go, and I lost my insurance. 
because of all so this. And, yeah. So today, what is your um, final diagnosis? Were you able to get a, a diagnosis of a, a vaccine injury? They won't put vaccine injury. Oh, my word. You know, in fact, one of my ER visits, they put neck pain. Oh, my word. After I had, I had like, convulsions. Um, my, the diagnosis that one doctor was able to put in there was vestibular migraines, which I, you know, I've never heard, but um, she put that because sometimes if I hear a loud noise and it hits my left ear, which is my injection side, it'll mm. trigger the seizures. And they call those autogenic seizures or convulsions. Yeah. And that's what the only thing they would go with. They wouldn't sign their name to anything else, except for, of course, the SVT, which they, they had reported, and vestibular migraines. Oh my word. Yeah, but, they, but otherwise- Are you local wouldn't. here in Rochester? I'm in, um, I'm in the Finger Lakes, I'm down in Waterloo. You're in Finger Lakes, okay, and you came all this way to to tell your story. I did. How are you feeling today? Are you improving? This is a good day. This oh, is a good so day. I'm not slurring my words. I'm not doing, you know, I'm able to stand up um, yeah. for a long period of time. Uh, POTS is the other diagnosis, I guess they're playing with. I don't think that's official, but that's one they're playing with. The post-postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome is what it, right. what it is. But, I mean, yeah, today's a good day. But and you were days perfect, perfectly healthy pre-vaccine. I was good. I mean, I mean, I mean, I had some pain on my spine. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know right. I'm 33. Right. You know, I had, and, but no, I was good. I, I was. I was I was hiking um, in high altitude. I was doing high altitude training in the Rocky Mountains. I was hiking at 10,000 feet, four to six miles. And now, you know, going up a flight of stairs, that's a mutual conclusion. Um, who helped you through all of this? Is there anyone who helped you get through this? And, and to this stage, you have you? Do you feel comfortable with your team of medical? No. Okay. I don't feel comfortable with my uh, my healthcare team at all. I, I, the people that helped me the most were strangers, um, and it was um, and it was uh, holistic, and it was um, other integrative health professionals that really saw what was going on. It was all the other, you know, the, the nurses and doctors we expected that I had trained with that were my coworkers. No, it, it was other people that would say, hey, this person's in trouble, we need to do something about that, and that says something. Well, I'm so sorry for everything that you went through, and you found a bunch of new friends today, right? I, I mean, did, it's been incredible. So many people. It's been incredible, and, and, uh, and yeah. thank you for giving us a voice. Of course, well, thanks to Polly Tommy and putting this together, and you know, this is um, this is the mission, is to tell these stories and to document them, and you know, we're doing the best we can out here, but we know that uh, the, the Children's Health Defense team in there, they're gonna be going across the country to do this. They're just getting started. They were in Buffalo yesterday, they're in Rochester, New York today, but they're gonna go across the country. And darling, um, we'll be praying for you and hopefully you'll be connected now to a local community of people who are who get it and who are on your team. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with us. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show.
everyone, it's me, Shannon Joy. I am in the bus. We've been here all day. Polly Tommy is here. We're in the CHD bus. Hi. I'm about to do my interview. And um, what an amazing day. I've been outside all day, Polly, um, getting some of the stories that you've been you've been gathering and um it's just been you know i'm struck by the trauma and the pain but also the resilience and the hope but how have you felt today in rochester new york what have you come away with I, well i'm shocked from today and yesterday hearing about these court these court cases where the judge mm. rules that the children need to be mandated but so often these kids are not even vaccinated right Right. And then parents fall out. And what is wrong with these men yes. who then take it out on the kids? There's something yeah. wrong. Yep. And I've not seen that anywhere except for in this area. So you've wow. got some crooked judges, I'd say. Around oh, here. yeah. I mean, the, um, you know, CPS, family court, the family court judges. Um, there are a lot of problems in New York State with that. And, and they, once you're caught, or did you can't move? This, these people can't uh, move. They, they can't move. And, yeah, the judges are ordering children to be vaccinated because of those family fallouts it's it's a terrible problem but you know here in new york state along with california is just kind of belly of the beast with yeah, in guys. terms of the vaccine tyranny um i'm in a battle right now we can talk about this in our in our interview but two of my kids are vaccine injured and i'm in a battle right now um with my school which has which has declined the medical exemption for my oldest son. And so we have documented vaccine injury, we have a, va a medical exemption. And um, in New York State, they really, really want to hold on to this power to force vaccinate I don't kids feel like it's a safe place to live. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you, a lot, I said to some guy yesterday, why are you still here? Mm -hmm. And he said, because it's my home. And I get that. I get yeah. England's my home. And England's yeah. not a safe place to live. Yeah. So you have to go to safety until we sort this out. Yeah. And I'm sorry, this place is not safe. For, you know, young children, I don't know that I would make the same decisions that I've made today. It's it's trickier once when you're older and your kids are older and they don't have That's to right. leave, you know, and you have a spouse and you have pensions and life. Be careful who you marry it's, as well. Yeah. Young well, kids, yeah. seriously. I mean, the, this issue of liberty is one that um, that we just have not paid attention to as, as a culture and basic medical freedom, like me medical bodily autonomy is something that has just gone by the wayside. And really, New York and, and California are belly of the beast, 100%. And, but that's why we do stay poly, though, because we have all come to the conclusion, we had 400 people at a court uh, for an appellate mm -hmm. court this morning, 400 people supporting Bobby Ann Cox, who is mm -hmm. um, fighting the quarantine camps, literal quarantine camps, concentration camps that were, that the um, governor put in place via executive order during the pandemic, emergency powers. And yet the consensus among the, the freedom fighters here in New York is that if we allow it to persist in New York and in California, it will be exported to the rest of the country. They, there is Mary Holland of uh, well, CHD yeah. would say, so go, I mean, if you, t if you capture the coast, you capture the country. And so we've got to figure out how to, a way to defeat it here. And you're right, though, with young kids. It's not safe. I, I my, this is my yeah. thing, is it's not safe. So yeah. I don't want any more kids to be hurt and injured like I the know. ones I'm interviewing right now because oh, of the system here. It's terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in boycott. So, like, if you can't sort your state out, then yeah. we're leaving you. We're not going to pay you. We're not going to do any other stuff. You stick masks on us or you think you want us to fly yeah. on your airline. Forget it. We're not, gonna, yeah. we're not going to do it this time. Yeah. We're not going to do any of it this time. That's the yeah. only way mm. to stop this is to say no 
And you know what? If, if they mandate it, get out mm-hmm. until they can play nice. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise people get hurt. And that's what people I'm saying. Are getting people hurt. are getting really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice people, though. I know. We're so glad that you're here. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Um, This is the conclusion of my little interview, but it's so good to meet you, Polly. I've been a huge fan of yours for so long. Well, it's teamwork. Yeah. Yep. No one person can do this. All All of us together collectively. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. Just finished my interview with Polly Tommy. She's absolutely amazing. You guys can go and find uh, CH Bus on Twitter at CH Bus. That's where they are um, putting up all of the stories, man. It's been a long day, and I think they've done well over a dozen stories here in Rochester. Really, really disappointing to hear, you know, an outsider's perspective on New York State. You know, Polly Tommy came in here and she's like, man, I don't think I've seen it this bad anywhere. And Polly's been across the world, guys, on these issues. Um, New York is the belly of the beast when it comes to vaccine tyranny, medical tyranny. It's the worst here and it's why we have to fight the hardest here. Um, I'm so glad that you were all with me tonight. Huge shout out and thank you to our sponsors. I really want you guys uh, to support the wellness company. Go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com. That's getwellwithshannonjoy.com. They are really solving a lot of problems for people who do not trust the medical industry these days, the medical industrial uh, complex, and they are providing such a great service. We could not do it without them. Also, our good friends over at Augusta Precious Metals. Again, guys, we couldn't do these on-the-street interviews and this type of reporting without Augusta Precious Metals. They are specializing in moving people into gold and silver-backed IRAs. That's physical gold and silver-backed IRAs, and we just love them. Go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. AugustaPreciousMetals.com. All right, guys, that concludes this special on the street, SJ on the street. Again, today on the Children's Health uh, Health Defense Bus Tour, we want to thank all of you and and a huge thanks to Polly Tommy um, and the folks over at CHG. Um, We are going to win this. We are going to win this, and we're going to bid this bus uh, a farewell. They're headed to Albany next, and we'll be following them right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data 
Also, a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.